0: Than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday! Finally. Hope you're all doing well. I, it's going to be kind of light today because I'm. I wanted to talk about a couple things I'm peripherally involved in. I'm kind of, sort of, associated with Frog Guy Games, not in any official way, but just, I'm a cheerleader, you know, I always push their products, and because they've got really good products, and I love running Swords and Wizardry. And, if you haven't heard, that they're going to be coming out with a Kickstarter pretty soon, maybe after the first of the year, for a new edition of Swords and Wizardry. Nothing's really going to change, except for the format. It's going to be a box set where they're going to split up it into three books. And it'll be digest-sized. And there's going to be enough room in the box so when they come out with supplements also digest-sized, you can put them in the box. You know, more monsters, more spells, things like that. And one of the things my friend Eric Tinker, of Tinker's Tampa is working on is something of a, a small zine to publish along with this called Torchlight. And I'm going to talk more about that after this. Okay, to recap. Eric Tinkar of Tinkar's Tavern and Tavern Chat and all that good stuff is going to be coming out with a little four-page zine, four-to-eight-page zine, called Torchlight to coincide with the new Swords and Wizardry box Digest box set coming out later the beginning of the year. And I'm... I'm wanting to contribute to that. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to open that up for people. Because, well, not open it up, but I mean, he's looking for contributions if you want to. And he's got a few things he wants to put. He's, he says it's going to be a four-page digest size. Pay what you want. Z- monthly zine on swords and wizardry. And so you'll have five pages, four pages plus the OGL, which you don't have to print out. So what you could do is like print these out, fold them up and put them in the box. And I think that's a good thing. And because they just they just want to give you material. He wants to give you material. So it's it's like I said, it's a good thing. And my idea was for having a regular column in there about plot hooks. You know, giving out plot hooks, things like that. Now it's a monthly scene so I could probably handle three or four or five and there's this, at this point, I also wanted to call upon my listeners. If you have any kind of situations or things that happened at your game table that you want to tell me about, get hold of me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com. And I will see about incorporating it into it. Because the way I want to write it, it's going to take the form of a tell-all tattle. Uh, think Walter Winchell Weekly World, well, National Inquirer, yeah, okay, Inquirer, but if you remember, remember like Confidential Magazine back in the 50s, all that, you know, the way James Elroy writes, that kind of thing where it's, you know, punchy and got all these, I got I to gotta buy the thesaurus, that kind of thing. So, if you have any of those anecdotes that I can turn into that kind of fodder and publish and in that zine, that'd be great. So we'd have those, which could lead to plot hooks. And actual plot hooks that I've come up with already. I'm starting to make a list of plot hooks that that you could use for adventures that I could I could crouch in that kind of jargon and put it in the magazine. So it'll be a mix. And if you guys want help, let me know at, at gmail.com. I will give you a credit. I will give you credit on it, so they know where it came from. And and so there's that. And let's talk a little bit about plot hooks. What makes a good plot hook? What makes a good plot hook is a what, a what a good plot hook is is a call to action. It's a call to action to the player characters. And it's just a situation. I mean, you know the rumor tables in the old D&D modules and some modules still do that. Rumor tables are great because that's pretty much plot hooks right there. It has to do with the module, but at the same time if you look at it another way, Okay, it has to do with the module, but at the same time, you can run them off their own thing. Because once the module's over, you can follow up maybe something you heard or something like that. And that's what makes a good plot hook. I love books that are full of plot hooks. Mitterlands is full of plot hooks all over the place. Any kind of supplement, like a town or city or, or state supplement... Our nation supplement or whatever should have really a lot of plot hooks. TSR was really good about that, especially the the 2E Forgotten Realms stuff and the Volos guides. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You just pull out one of those and just you know, rifle through it to a page and put your finger on the page, read what it says. You've got a there's a plot hook, it's a great thing, and you should be able to invent your own. For yourself and for anybody else that comes along. Maybe the play, maybe eventually... the play, It's a list of things for the players to do. It's not full-blown adventures. So... And that's what people do. They write down... I write down these sentences in the the, the thing I was talking about. But I've also done that before where I carried a little book and, and write things. You, everybody's encouraged to do that. I've talked that, about that before. But a good plot hook is worth where its, where it's weight in gold. And what a plot hook should happen should happen is the the five whys of journal of journalism, which is who, what, when, where, why. Now, in a plot, to me, see in a plot hook, you should have at least three of those. It doesn't have to have everything. It doesn't have who, what, when, where, why. But if you have a who and a what and a where, then You can fill in the rest of the adventure as you go, as you're running it, or sit down, who, what, where? Okay, let's, okay, they've already played their first, say they've already played the first game and they followed it and you pretty much, you know, using the plot hook as a guide, winging it along the way. You had some encounters, this, that, and you threw in something that they didn't know about that wasn't in the plot hook. Well, that's the point where you go back to the plot hook because, okay, we got who, what, where, now, let's figure out the when and the why based on what they've already done. See, this is a great way to to add to get up adventures every week. Just go back and look at the plot hook and look at what they've done and try and adjudicate the two, if you know what I mean. It just, it works. And pretty soon, you've got to have a campaign. And while you're doing the campaign, keep thinking of plot hooks. You know, they could be in a new area. You can think up like three or four more, probably, if you don't have a book full of them already. So there's that, making your own plot hook. So, all right, well, I'm going to go start my day. As I said, it was a short one. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. And don't forget Dan Gregg's podcast, Young Grognard, Y-U-N-G Grognard, and Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.